everybody. It's so nice to see everyone in here as well as everyone on the stream. Would you pray with me this morning as we get ready to receive the word? Lord Jesus, I pray that you would be with us this morning. Open our hearts and soften it to your word, that we may be open for what you are going to speak to us this morning. Use this sermon in order to speak what you will into all those who are listening. In your holy name, amen. You know, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Greg had this story about us first learning to ride our bikes, and I love this story. <laughs> I seem to remember a little difference in uh -oh. when he said uh -oh. <laughs> that he was going to let go of the bike, either before or after he'd already let go. <laughs> but I love <clears throat> that story because it's just the story of a, of a loving father teaching his kids how to ride. And I think that story actually pertains a lot to right now because sometimes I feel like we're that kid right now on the bicycle. Our father, we feel like God has let go of the bicycle and said, all right, you're good. Go out there and ride. We look outside, we see COVID, we see everything, and we're like, I feel like I'm riding a bicycle and my dad has just let go. But even in that moment, God is teaching us, God is helping us to learn and helping us to grow. Yeah. So in what ways can we grow? And I was, I was, thinking, I was thinking on this. In what ways is God telling us to grow? And I know this is what he's convicted me of. In what ways he wants me to grow? And that is in teaching the word of Jesus, in, in telling of Christ. Yeah. When we say telling of Christ, what, what do we think of? Well, I, don't, I, I thought of one thing. That's the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28. Mm -hmm. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's what it's all about, right? That is yeah. preaching the Word of God. But as I was reading over that chapter, it was really, I was, I was struck, it was really interesting because that chapter ends there with Jesus telling his disciples to go and preach the word. But the whole chapter ties together as a single story that I think God is using to go and tell us about something that we so often deal with when we try to go and preach the word. You see, when we go and we try to go and tell of the word of God, I find that there are lies that come in and try to seep in and try to hinder us and stop us from preaching the Word of God. So today I'd like to tell you this morning to talk to you about jumping the lies, getting past the lies that stop you from preaching the Word of the Lord. Because you see, chapter 28 can be separated into three separate parts, three separate sections if you read them. It starts where we really have all started. It tells of both Marys. It actually says Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. I have to say, I, I kind of feel bad for, for the other Mary. How would you like to get to heaven and say, you've been placed in the Bible. There's Mary Magdalene and then the other one. You're the other one. But, but you're in there. You are in there. I remember when we were watching Charlie Brown. And you notice how when you're watching Charlie Brown, they never actually refer to him by his first name. They always call him Charlie Brown. Maybe that's how it was. You had Mary Magdalene just, that's it, Mary Magdalene, that was her name, and the other Mary. 
So they're going down and they're to the tomb because you see, not two days ago on Friday, Jesus had been crucified on the cross. And so now they're going down and they're going to see the tomb of Jesus. And when they get to the tomb, they find the stone has already been rolled open and they are visited by an angel. And it says that his appearance was like lightning and his clothes as white as snow. And I can imagine this moment they were scared stiff. In fact, they were probably so scared stiff, it describes that the guards that were supposed to be guarding the stone had fallen down as if they were dead. They were playing possum. I'm not sure if they knew anything about the Christian God, but they knew what it means to be smited almost instinctively. So they were right down on the ground and they weren't moving an inch. Mm -hmm. And the angel knows this because the first words he actually says is, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. This is a good thing, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Yes. Come Amen. and see the place where he lay. My God. And it says that they went and they looked and they found the tomb empty and they left quickly with fear and great joy. Mm. That section is the first part of chapter 28. And I believe it tells our salvation. When we go and we give our lives to Christ, when we first meet the Lord, we're filled with joy. Yeah. We're filled with fear and amazement and awe. We just want to go and tell everybody. We want to tell our friends. We want to tell our family. And that's what they did. They, they went and they wanted to run and tell the disciples, hey, we just found Jesus. In fact, he met us on the road on the way there. He's alive. He's alive. Yes. So the disciples hear what they have to say, and they go to Galilee, where the angel has told them. And there we have Jesus meeting them in the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is what we're called to do. This is what we are called to preach. But if you notice, I skipped over a section there. I said that chapter 28 had three separate parts, and I've told you of two. We have the story of the Marys, mm -hmm. finding the tomb, finding salvation. We have Jesus telling us to go and preach the word of God. But right in the middle, mm -hmm. not by accident, but purposefully right in the middle of the chapter, it has an aside to the soldiers. And this aside, I believe, is what happens in our life when we... Are on their way because it says as the Marys were on their way as they were going as they were reaching the end of the Great Commission going to preach the word mm. the lies came in mm -hmm. because you see the guards after they managed to get themselves up off the ground went and went to the chief priests and they went to the elders and it says the elders bribed them and said you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while they we were asleep. Don't worry, we'll take care of it with the Roman with the Roman leaders. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed, and this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. You see, when we go to preach the word of God, when we go to do as God has told us, that's when the lies start coming in. Hmm. And this one was the first lie. Jesus didn't rise from the dead. The disciples took him away. 
The disciples stole him away. Mm. It's lies that come in and try to stop us from preaching the word. It says here that it circulated among the Jews that very day. I have no doubt that when Paul and Peter was preaching, that lie came up. Wait, I know that story. He didn't rise. The disciples took him away. Mm. And they had to deal with those lies. And just as they had to deal with that lie, as they're going to preach, so we have to deal with lies in our life. So what are the lies that the devil tells us? What are the lies that we hear when we go to preach the Word of God? And the first one I find that we so often hear is the oldest one in the book. Ever heard the phrase, the, the oldest one in the book? Well, this one is the oldest lie in the book. Because it says that when the serpent in the Garden of Eve, or the Garden was talking to Eve, he said to her, Did God really say that you must not eat from any tree in the Garden? And I find that just when God calls us to go and reach somebody, say, we're at work, or I'm at work, and God will tell me to reach somebody, Right after that moment, no sooner does I hear God speak that the voice, the lies come in and mm -hmm. say, did God really tell you to go and reach him? My life. You're at work. This isn't the place for that. And In fact, doesn't the Bible say that you work for the Lord? If you did this, it wouldn't be productive. It wouldn't be working. God didn't tell you to say that. That's for Sunday. That's not for now. God didn't tell you to speak. Mm. But yet we know he did because it says in the book of Matthew, go and preach to the nations. We have it from Jesus that we are here to preach. We are here to speak. The second lie that we have to get over that the devil tells us, God isn't with you. Let's say that he did go and tell you to preach. Fine. But you'll be alone. You're at work this isn't the place for you to do that. That, that. that isn't the place. They don't even know you all that well. If you go and you speak to them, everyone's going to laugh at you. Everyone's going to mock you. You will be all alone. No one will be at your side. Mm. But it says in the Word of God, right after, in fact, he tells the disciples of the Great Commission, he immediately follows it with this in verse 20. Surely... I am with you always to the very end mm. of the age. Mm. When you go to preach the word of God, it is never alone. It is always as a two-man team. You are always going both with yourself and God by your side, with Jesus standing next to you. You never go to preach the word alone. And God okay. shall be with you. He shall be guiding you with the Holy Spirit. Always, wherever you go. And that's when the third lie comes in. Fine. You know what? Fine. Maybe God did tell you to go and speak to him, and maybe he'll be with you. But let's face it. You are not going to think of a thing to say to him. What are you going to say? You're just going to walk up and say, Hey, preacher on the side of the road, maybe you should come to Jesus. You're not even going to know the words to say. In fact, you'll trip over your tongue when by the time you get finished speaking, he'll think of Jesus even less than when you started. 
you're not going to know what to say. What, what if he has someone that just died from COVID? What if he has someone that just lost? Or are you going to tell him that he's in hell forever? You know that's going to come up. You don't know what to say. You know what? Maybe you should just go study that. Maybe you should just go and study that, and then after you study that, after you get to know what to say and how to retort them, then you can go and preach. But the Bible says in Luke chapter 12, Jesus again speaking to his disciples, when you are brought before the synagogues, the rulers, the authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourself or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit's will teach you at that time yeah. what to say. Yeah. You see, when Jesus was in the wilderness and he was being tempted by the lies, he always jumped over the lies by speaking the word of the Lord, his word. As it said, man shall not live on bread alone. Whenever the devil came and told him a lie, he would retort it with the word of God. And that's what we have to do. When the devil comes and tells us lies, we say, no, no, no. I know that I have been called to preach the word of the Lord. Go and preach unto the nations. I know that God will be with me, for he will be with me to the end of the age. I know that I will have the words to say because the Holy Spirit speaks through me and he will give me the words to say. And that does not mean you will always Always be perfect. It does not mean you will always be right, but the Lord will always be by your side and he will never leave you. I had a, a co-worker who he, he it's one of those cases where you say he really needs the Lord. And so he came up to me one day, he's has some issues, and he said, Today I'm gonna go jump off a bridge. I've decided to kill myself today. I, I just need to go and jump off a bridge. And I, honestly, great Christian man, had no idea what to say in that moment. What, what do I do? That's not often you have a co-worker come and tell you that he's about to go and jump off a bridge. So I did what any good Christian man would do. I went to HR. And I went and asked them about what to do. And they had, they were about as helpful as what you might expect. They kind of looked and were like, I, I, I know I have this job, but I didn't actually expect anyone would actually tell me anything about it. And that was the moment when God spoke to me and said, no, Jared, this is when you're to speak. This is why I've put you here. Go and talk to him. So I went... And just in the best way I could, just with the Holy Spirit speaking through me, Come on. laid out Jesus. It, just in whatever way I could. Hey, I don't know what's messing up in your life. I don't know why you want to go and jump off a bridge. But whatever it is, can I just tell you about Jesus? Can I just tell you about someone who can help you and who can guide you and who can lead you? And in the end, he decided not to turn to the Lord. And very fortunately, he elected not to jump off that bridge. He's Amen. still around. But not everyone is like that. Not, not everyone makes it to Sunday. Because I had another co-worker who, by all means, when compared to the first one, you'd think, well, he's all right. This one said that he was going to go jump off a bridge. I go and need to talk to him. But this one's fine. I mean, I, he's a friend. I talked to him. He seems like he has it all together. Mm. 
until he didn't. Because on Friday, he was there at work, just as normal. That weekend, without telling anybody, he decided to retire. And I found out the following week, he had died from medical complications. He was there on Friday for me to reach, and he was dead by the following week. Any chance I had in order to talk to him or to tell him about Christ is gone. And I'm remembering a pastor who once worded it like this, and I feel the same way. I never want to get to heaven and hear those around me say, why didn't you say anything? I don't want to get to heaven to hear that coworker look me in the eyes and say, you knew where I would go. You knew what would happen to me. You knew exactly where I would go and what was happening and the torment that I would be in. But every day you looked at me, every day you talked to me, and yet you said nothing. You didn't speak a word. You didn't tell about Jesus. You said nothing. Maybe you invited me to church, but if you had just spoken, maybe I wouldn't be here right now. I remember in a movie, it's called Hacksaw Ridge, and it tells the story of a man in the world wars just reaching people and helping people on a hill. And he has a line, it says, Lord, just please give me one more. Please give me one more. And that's when I say, I don't know if the last person I talked to knew the Lord. He's gone now. I can't reach him. I can't talk to him. But please just give me one more. Yes. I don't know if the next one I talk to will be able to turn to the Lord. But please give me one more. I don't know if the next five will turn to the Lord. But please just give me one more. Mm -hmm. Let me have a chance to tell somebody about the love of Christ. So that when I get to the end, no one will be able to come to me and say, You stayed silent. And I know how difficult it is. Trust me, I know. I'm the one who didn't talk to that man when I should have, and now he's dead. And many of my coworkers are now either gone, furloughed, or laid off. Never a chance to talk to them again. Because the lies come in, mm -hmm. and they say, you don't need to talk to him. And even if you did talk to him, just, you know what? Invite him to Sunday and leave it at that. After all, let the experts take care of it. Mm. Let the pastor take care of it. He'll reach him. Let the worship leader take care of it. He will reach him. Let the youth pastor take care of it. Just invite him to the youth group. He will reach him. You don't have to do anything. But oftentimes, they never make it to Sunday. Mm. You'll speak to someone and they will be dead and gone the next day. We should reach and act every single day as if that day is going to be the very last time that they live here on this earth. That's good, Jerry. You know, going back to the story about a father with his bicycle. Sometimes we're riding and sometimes we fall. Like in the case of that coworker who died, didn't get a chance to speak to him. Sometimes we mess up. But this is the moment where God is saying, hey, get back up, get on the bike, and keep going. That's keep riding. Because what better time than now do we have to learn? 
Normally, what I would say, I, I would put this on me more than anybody, is I say, well, I'll just invite them to church, and then that will be enough. They will take care of it. Church will take care of it. Mm. But we can't really do that anymore right now, can we? There's no building you can invite them into. Not during COVID, not during now. And you know what? The Bible says that don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple mm -hmm. and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you together are God's temple. Yes, you are. are the church. I am the church. We are the church. That's good. We don't have to say, well, I'll invite them into the building and let the experts take care of it. You yourself are the building. They're already in it the moment you speak to them. Good. The moment you talk to them, the moment you reach them, the moment you love them, they've already entered the house of God. Yes. And the expert, that is you, that is me, the person who he has reached and who he has loved, is already there and already talking to them. So good. Because the good. same Holy Spirit that gave Paul the chance to preach, the same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus that raised the dead, and the same Holy Spirit that mm. works miracles is in you. Yes. And the moment you go and reach people and the moment you go to love people is when the Holy Spirit comes out and says, let me tell you about a love. Let me tell you about a life. I am not very well spoken. I'm not an expert. I don't have all the degrees. Not that there's anything wrong with the degrees, but right now I can tell you one thing and I can tell you that I know Jesus. I can tell you that he's helped me and I can tell you that he can help you. Yes. Amen. And how amazing will it be when everything opens up, when everything ends with COVID and we can all worship together to worship with those who you have reached and those whom mm. you have touched. To stand by the Come person on. who you grabbed from the gates of hell and says, praise the Lord Almighty mm. for this man, my brother, my sister next to me yes. will not enter death, but is alive. Yes. Because I had a chance to speak. Because I got one more chance to talk. Yes, good. And maybe you're here this morning. And you're like those soldiers who are lying on the ground. You're not quite sure what's going on, but you've seen a light. Yeah. And you want to know what that light is. What am I talking about? Well, let me tell you. There was a man called Jesus who is not just a man, but the son of the Most High God. He died on Friday for your sins in your place. And on Sunday, he was raised again, yes. raised from the dead to give you salvation. Yes. And if you would like that salvation this morning, if you want what I have, if you want that joy, if you want that passion, please pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, please come into my heart. Yes, Lord. I believe that you died on that cross on Friday. I believe that you rose again on Sunday. Please forgive me of my sins. Yes. Please reach me. Please yes. touch me. Yes. In your holy name.